Yeah. It's good to be here, man. Yeah. 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 Awesome. This is good. Man. And just looking around, we all could use a shave. So if you guys don't know, we actually go live on Facebook to record. And so check out Facebook.com slash Salty Dogs Cast. And you can check us out going live. Warning. What? Warning. 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 What's the warning, Darren? Looking at us. That's true. Yeah. Right. Speaking of, if you watch the live recording, you can go back and watch the recording. But Casey has a new cool hat. And Darren has a new cool hat. I like it. Yeah. I like it, too. It's missing dolls. <laughs> does anybody have any life updates? I know Christopher usually has something to start with, but I'm not sure he does. Today. I got nothing. I'm not doing that anymore. You're not doing it anymore? Nope. I've come to expect it. Now you stopped it? No Thank life updates. Oh, no life my updates. gosh. I'm just not a Christian anymore. Thank That's God. it. <laughs> no other life updates. <laughs> Thank God. That's hilarious. <laughs> You're not, not, a, not a Christian anymore, huh? No, I'm just kidding. I, oh, okay. I still love God. I well, still love that one guy up there. <laughs> There's three of them. <clears throat> well, maybe. <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> wow. That's a good question. Is the Holy Spirit in heaven? Well, no, I think the better... You just alluded to the Holy Spirit being male. Oh. Okay. Yeah. I, not, just, I don't know. We don't know. We're not going there. We don't know what. <laughs> we don't know what the heavenly genitalia is. <laughs> well, there's no <laughs> there's no male or female in heaven. Who Those says? Are, uh, the scriptures. <laughs> what scripture? <laughs> for they are ne- for in they? Christ there are neither male nor female. That says in so Christ. Is the Holy Spirit in Christ? You said in heaven there's no male in or Christ, female. In Christ, which apparently is not where you are. I guess I'm not anymore. <laughs> he just said he wasn't a Christian oh, anymore. No, that's oh, right. Oh, man. <clears throat> that that's was a real funny. question. Okay. It was a dumb question. So are we going live yet? <laughs> we're good? <laughs> yeah, this we're already it. there. That, that, yeah, there. Got, should we start? Should I three, two, one again? <laughs> yeah, just, just cut right? all of that. Start, yeah, with, start, with, start with four. With the, woo! Start you, with four. You might as well cut You that. might. Gosh. <laughs> but really, should we? Do you want no. to? Yeah, I'm kidding. Chris wants to start over. Really? Casey, you want? I thought you said you want to start over. I don't care, bro. He doesn't care. I think as I can long as we come get to get naked in the feed and Casey be like, all right, whatever. <laughs> as man. long as we get into a healthy momentum, I think we're good. Well, I, I, I think, think we can good. go ahead and turn the corner. Let's do it. Oh, yeah, we Let's can turn the corner for I sure. I just want to apologize to everybody at the table and to our listeners for that poor introduction that I led us into. And now I'm leading us out of it. So you can say, thank God they are finally moving on. So um, we couldn't have had a better segue for Casey's serious <laughs> situation here. Really get you for the Lord. Yeah, so two things. Let me just talk about why Darren's here and then why we're going to do something special tonight. So um, reached out to Darren the other day, just said, hey, is there, has, is there anything that's been on your heart lately, anything you feel like you need to get out on the podcast? He threw out two topics, uh, and so we're going to cover one of those topics tonight. And so um, thank you for showing up to do that. Yeah. That's probably going to be when we move into healthy momentum. Okay. Um, but Casey will help make that segue. Um, Hopefully. Okay, so that'll happen in 30 minutes. Let me just tell the story. So, I mean, you guys, if you've been following the podcast, you've heard us talk about Casey's journey. And there's a time where he wasn't around and we're like, pray for Casey. He's going through a hard time. We weren't really telling you about what was going on early last year. um, I think it was right before New Year's. We launched or we released a bonus episode called Casey opens up and he just kind of came on and talked about where he'd been and what was going on. It was a bad episode. <laughs> well, well, not really. I no. was in a good place. Yeah. Well, so Casey's back on the show. Um, he's been, um, in a really healthy place. A lot of good stuff happening in his life right now, but some months ago he came to our Friday night gathering and, 
and he shared a song. So Casey's a, he leads worship. He's a songwriter, musician. And so he shared this song that he wrote. And, uh, and I mean, it just was really powerful at that time. And you had told me about the lyrics before you actually sang it. So I knew what some of the lyrics were. And so then I heard you actually sing it and do it. And it was just like super powerful, super emotional. I have a connection to it because I know your story. Yeah. You share some of that. And uh, anyways, I just messaged him last night. I was like, remember that time you played that song and like we all cried? <laughs> and he was like, wait, which one? <laughs> um, <clears throat> and so uh, anyways, I said like, hey, you ought to do that. You know, you've always talked about doing worship on the show or playing music or doing whatever. We've never done it. And so we want to finally do that. Yeah. And so our people on uh, Facebook get to watch this live and those listening in the feed get to hear it back. And so Casey, you want to talk a little bit about the song and maybe a couple of the lyrics and then uh, do that for us? Uh, yeah. <clears throat> so it's when you go through stuff, man, it's as a, as a songwriter, as a musician, I mean, it's, although it sucks at the time, it always gives you content, you know, and, <laughs> you know, it Dang. always gives you something to write about. And, uh, just lately, you know, I'm, I'm writing an album now. Um, and I is helping me with that. Um, so we've got, we've got an album coming up soon, but I'm super excited about that. So him, so him, most of the people on the podcast have never heard that as a name. His name is I C like yeah. the letter I, the letter C, I yeah. C. Yeah. yeah. So, and what was funny is cause like we were like, well, what are we going to name the, the band? You know what I mean? And so I was like, man, I want something with like both of our names in it. I C and then Casey. And I came up with, uh, icicles spelled with. I see, and then KC. It, it actually looks pretty sick, and so I I pitched that to IC, and he was like, he was like, he was like, whoa, that's actually kind of tight. And I was like, I know, man, I'm looking at this. It looks pretty sweet. So there it is, Icicles. That's the name <laughs> of the band. Icicles. Yeah, because we're you know cold with it. So or is it like icicles, like icicles that no dry off like, your eyes? No, no, no. Oh, okay, never mind. Yeah, so, um, but anyway, uh, just you know, lately for the past two years, been a real rough ride, and. Um, you know, I'm just, I just put, put it to, put it to the guitar, man. Um, had a, had a bunch of material and I actually, you know, the old just, guitar. Yeah. Yeah. I let, um, I just was in a place where God was putting a song on my heart and, um, I wanted to, so I wrote this song. Um, it's kind of, it's a journey, man. It's on, it's honestly like the, the evolution of the process from the death to the resurrected life, you know, in my life and what that looked like. And, um, you know, it's a pretty heavy song, which has been like a major theme for you during this yeah, time, like the, the death, the, bear, now, the tomb, the resurrection, the new life you know, and living in that yeah, and uh, coming out of that, you know, so I'm, it's a pretty heavy song. Um, it's got some, because it, 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 it's a testimony song, you know what I mean? It does, yeah. it, it, I don't, I don't hold anything back in that. Um, and so, I don't know. I, I, I thought it was a good one and apparently you liked it. So yeah, bro. And I don't, I mean, how long have we been podcasting and people, I don't think they've ever, at, at least our listeners, right. and those who don't know us or have ever been to the source or anything like that. Yeah. Never heard your music, never seen you perform that kind of thing. So, well, that's a good thing. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> so they get to hear and, and see today, but really the, the, um, the lyrics, I think the message in it, can you give me just like one bit of lyrics that we might listen for that just kind of mean something to you? Well, so you're going to hear a bunch of the, of the stuff. Cause it's a song about, you know, alcoholism and divorce, um, <clears throat> pain, you know, essentially and what that feels like, I guess. But at the end, there's always the answer, you know, and, um, I just, I remember writing the hook for it and, uh, I just 
once I, once it just kind of popped into my mind and in my heart, I was like, ah, that's pretty sick, actually. So put that at the end of the song. But at the end of the song, the lyrics are, let me tell you about a no-so-risen Lord pouring out his spirit all over my world. Um, you know, because I felt, I mean, that's just part of it. But, you know, I and the latter part of my experience of what I was going through and on the other end of it, you know, I can just see God pouring out you know, his spirit yeah. all over my world. I mean, I got so much good stuff happening and, um, been making some adjustments and, and everything. And it's just been a wild ride, but how close I am with, I haven't been as close to him for like five years, man, you know? And so wow. being back in this place, you know, that's the, the India days and fresh out of teen challenge and wanting to, to slay everything, you know what I mean? And yeah. so, uh, yeah, so it just having him pour that back into my life and 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 lift me up out of hell, man. You know, yeah. and to lift me out of the tomb. So, so Pam, 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 <laughs> Pam on the live feed says tickle our eardrums. So, get to tickling, buddy. All right, all right. Thanks, Casey. I mean, this is only like the second time I played this song live. That's okay. So, yep. Yeah. You got to so give the disclaimer. Not, yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, my my fingers hurt. I'm tired. <laughs> I haven't yeah, had coffee. Elbow. Yeah. <laughs> little so, elbow grease. All right. Get to it. So we're going to switch cameras. Boom. Just got in from the long tour. That's funny. All right. So let me get him unmuted. You want to do the mute us all. Do you, need, here. do you need background vocals or are you good? Yeah, probably. Okay. Oh, then I need to go this way. There you go. Let me tell you about a beautiful life Had a beautiful wife Till I lost sight Cause I couldn't get you right Let me tell you about an alcohol night Was flashing lights Had me dead to rise And I feel my son that night Let me tell you about an old so lonely road Feel like the only one I know ah, You tell me to believe it That I may receive it Telling me to hope But oh, I can't see it And I hold this tears so bare Flooding out the place where I lay my head I stare at the wall Brace for the fall Waiting by the phone And horses should call me at My broken mind These broken times When I was crossing those lines And with my life I'll be paying these fines Let me tell you about some broken vows So that she's better off now Forget the why and the how I guess that death wasn't the only way out Let me tell you about an old so lonely road Feel like the only one I've known 
Oh, you tell me to believe it, that I may receive it Telling me to hope, but oh, I can't see it in all this tears so bare Flooding out the place where I lay my head I stare at the wall, brace for the fall Waiting by the phone and oh, since you call me at all Tell you about some love and some grace My hiding place Crossing time and space That I may know his face Let me tell you about the things he's done Redeeming this sun I know the battle's won So out from the grave I'll run Let me tell you about an oh-so-risen Lord, pouring out a spirit all over my world Now I have been shown, let it be known I'm trading it all, only that home for the resurrected king Conquers the grave like it ain't no thing I lifted my head, I'm back from the dead I'm waiting in hope for things up ahead With it all so risen, Lord Pouring out a spirit all over my world all I have been shown, I let it be known I'm giving it all, only that all for the resurrected king Conquers to prayer like it ain't no thing Now he lifted my head, I'm back from the dead Waiting in hope, things up ahead With it all so risen, Lord Pouring out a spirit all over my world now I've been shown, let it be known I'm trading it all, all that I own For the resurrected king Conquest the grave like it ain't no thing Ah, he lifted my head, I'm back from the dead I'm waiting in hope for things up ahead and got me you got me so do you have a good song to play or? <laughs> i know right that's what i was feeling <laughs> when i was saying that jeez louise <laughs> you messed me up bro <clears throat> well i mean that's good i'm glad <laughs> i'm glad i messed you up <laughs> i love it <clears throat> i'm glad i love that lyric let me tell you tell you about a no so risen um king conquers the grave like it ain't no thing yeah love it gosh just man it messes me up I'm glad you like it, man. Well, yeah, I do. <clears throat> These other guys. Getting they got... some love in the chat, too. <clears throat> yeah, for sure. <clears throat> Good stuff, brother. I appreciate you sharing that, man. Yeah, no yeah, problem, man, dude. Sure. There's a lot more to come, and we'll keep you posted on the album update. I mean, like, I'm, I'm so excited, man. So excited. I mean, you're a creator. 
right? Like songwriter, writer. I mean, yeah. I, I've said it before. I was like, you, I say, Casey, you got books and albums in you, bro. Yeah. Like they're in there. They just need to get pulled out. Yeah, man. Well, I think, I think just, I mean, like that process talks about, man, that death is, is the way to that new life, man. And, and, you know, those things that, you know, that you write about or that, you know, because like I said, it's just been content after content and this stuff like me, I see and I'll sit down at the house and we'll just, we'll play literally in five minutes. We have a hook, man. That's so good. And, yeah, you know, but that comes at a cost, you know, and I paid that in full and, um, yeah. but I'm, you know, ready to, to keep moving forward, man. And I'm, I'm just so excited about that old stuff, man, dying and all of that stuff that was attached to that old man. You know what I mean? When that, when he died, man, that stuff stays in the grave, dude. And you walk up out free, you know? And so I'm, I'm super excited about yeah. it. Yeah. And you and I see have an interesting past. You guys were in a band together yeah. playing in bars yeah. doing all that stuff. Yeah. Um, but also playing in a worship team at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so just really interesting kind of past, and you left that band. He's still in it, but now you guys have come back together to to crank yeah. out some some stuff. Yeah, man. So it's good, man. I'm excited for you. Me too. Thanks. Awesome. Well, I have a question. Yeah. So how much of like explain to me how how music has like been a medicine for that pro- or or has it been? Well, it was really strange because for like for worship I, I don't know i am w- not saying that i wasn't like up to up to it it was like i do worship and when i and certainly when i when i worship i feel the lord but there's something so different about um like i said after going through things man and you getting to put that down and and what it does is it allows me to relate that to somebody else you know what i mean who might possibly be going through the same thing and to give them you know because it's very powerful you know it really is and and uh, words are very powerful and you know i i sat down with christine recently where she was you know kind of prophesying over me about you know just the effect and the power of singing over people that you know not i mean not just me but i'm sure you know, the worship leaders in general, but just like there's, there's power there. And for me, it's a creative outlet as well. So I, man, I'll, I'll tell you, and I'm not, this isn't, I'm being humble when I say this, but sometimes God will write something through me and I will stop literally playing the guitar and start bawling, like weeping, because it's just, it's like one of those things where the, the, the line that, that came out of me was so personal to me. And I know that I didn't write that, you know what I mean? Like it just came out and I, I'll have to stop and praise him, you know what I mean? Because it just, it it spoke to me through, you know, he spoke to me through it. Yeah. And it's just, yeah, man. Uh, and it's, again, it's a creative outlet. And um, I'm excited to just help people, you know what I mean? To encourage people, you know, to, out of their situation. Because oftentimes it's so easy to see. I mean, th- th- that's the plight of man is like seeing negative but forgetting the positive, seeing darkness, but not that, but forgetting the light, man. We, you know, the way that we judge people or ourselves or all this other stuff, we, we always look at and focus on these bad things and just completely forget, you know, everything. And sometimes it's like, you know, pray, sing the song to the Lord, you know what I mean? Like, and sometimes you don't feel like it, but you, you just call it to remembrance. And it's like, he's done so much for me. You know what I mean? It's just so easy to focus on that positive man and, and, and to fixate on that darkness in other people or in our own life, you know, but, um, just come out to the light, you know? And so very fortunate. I just love, I love music as a, as a creative tool. I'm a writer too. And so just the process of what's in here 
coming out on paper. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, for me, that's like healing and that's like a, yeah, absolutely. And I think that's, yeah, that's, I assumed that was the case. That's good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that song for you was, was born out of pain. Was born out of pain. He was born out of pain. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's that's where some of the it it's not the most creative or like the best, I don't want to say, but it's it's real. It's the best song I've heard all day. <laughs> it's true. No, I mean I told I told I told you the same thing. You know what I mean? Like alone yeah. alone with just me and the guitar. I'm no good, man. You know what I mean? Like I'm really not. I can play a few chords and then sing a little bit. But I think it it's just the dedication and giving that to God and letting him do it. And God has, you know, used me the least of these, man. Cause I'm no, I'm, I mean, I'm not a very good musician, you know, I'm really not. I, like I said, I play a few chords and sing, but yeah. when it comes together with IC, like if you heard that song with IC, yeah, like it would, it would probably be the best song you ever heard because when he, <laughs> when he gets on there, it's, it, it's just a different, would it be a tribute to the greatest song in the world? Yes, it would, you know, but when he gets on there, it completes, it completes the vision, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and that's what partnering with other people and their gifts and their talents do. I mean, it, 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 it completes the vision of it and it's so right. much more better than just me by myself, you know, but true. it's true. It's not the best song in the world, but it's a tribute. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that was a terrible thing to say. That's a terrible thing to say. That's funny. It's a fantastic song. I love it. No, it's great, man. It's really great. I just think there's something to be said about that. That I mean, it's cliche, right? But, you know, diamonds are born under pressure. And it's like some of that beautiful stuff really comes out of those those times where things aren't the greatest. It's the only way, man, honestly. And I'm convinced of that now. Mm-hmm. I really am. I'm convinced that the greatest, the best way to grow is <clears throat> is to allow him to do whatever he wants in your life. And oftentimes, see, we we just, we have so much darkness inside of us man that when he starts doing those things we we instantly shy away from the process because it's going to hurt if it was if 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 jesus died on the cross and that was his son you know like uh, to be welcomed as sons what does he say he chastises every son whom he receives you know and and uh i'm just convinced man like in order to get down like because again like what like i told you where i'm at now is i i would not give i would not trade anything i would not go back and and have anything or or do redo or undo anything that god has done because yeah. where i'm at now divorce all of it the whole thing you know what i mean because where i'm at now by that process and having to cling to him and him alone man is just there's a depth there that i've that, that i've never really known and that would have never been known had i not gone through that and through that process you know yeah man so Whew. Well, I appreciate you sharing that. And again, we knew that that would help kind of segue this whole podcast. <laughs> Good. Am I done? Am I done here? Yeah. Thanks for <laughs> joining <laughs> us, bro. Yeah, 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 appreciate yeah. That's funny. Oh uh, man. Well, we're having um, live stream issues, but that doesn't matter. We're still recording a podcast. So, um, Darren, what's up? You're here with us, man. Appreciate it. I am. Thanks and for having me. So, in the past, you've been on the podcast, but it was via Zoom. I've been on via Zoom one time. Yes. Yep. I've been able to watch you guys on Tuesdays and just be envious Fawn. envious of your studio and your big white table. <laughs> and I'm glad that I get to help fill this thing up. This well, game. you're here in person. How'd that happen? You asked me to come. Oh, okay. Is that is that all the story? You asked me to come, yeah. So I had to be on Zoom because I didn't live here. Yeah. And... 
I've heard you guys talk about Tove Media and our venture on here before, haven't you? Just a little bit. It's not like it's not like a secret. Nope. Okay. So uh in November we started the process. I really felt like the Lord uh wanted us in Wichita for one. Okay. Um just so happened that there was a job opening with the company that I work for here in Wichita and I transferred simple simple transfer. We purchased a house, closed on December 23rd, and I'm here. So I'm you moved in, during in Christmas time. How fun was that? So I will say it was definitely memorable. My in-laws both came with us, and they helped us move in. You guys were there to help move in. That was fantastic. I wasn't there. We could not. Christopher was. I called I you, there. and yep. it just kept going to voicemail, bro. That's what happens. Okay. And... So Christmas was really cool. Like my in-laws were there with us. We got to open up presents in this new home that had no furniture and no bed or anything. And it was definitely memorable. It was fun. But it's it's very, very cool to, to be in Wichita. This is like the big city for me. I know you guys are from Houston. We're, are you from here? Yeah. Yeah. You this grew is, up in Mulvane though, didn't you? No. Derby? Derby. Dirty Derby. Dirty Derb. Yeah. So I, I came from Dodge City. And so th- this was always like... If you wanted to go to the city, you drove to Wichita. And so that's kind of funny. We, we would come here a couple times a year. It's the closest you know? big city. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go to and the big so city. Take a trip. For, for us, this was like a huge Come on, get the kids. We're going down to the big old city. <laughs> it's pretty good, Casey. <laughs> but, it, but, but it was a big deal, bro. Like, we're, we're really living in this faith space right now as a family. Like, um, I, I say every time I talk on a podcast or something about this story, I always throw my wife under the bus, but I'm not trying to do that. I, <laughs> she's amazing and she totally knows where I'm coming from. There's no bus here. So she knows where I'm coming from. to throw yeah. yeah. But she was never going to move from Dodge. She born and raised there. Um, a couple years ago, we, we were very heavy in ministry and I was just very antsy for getting out of Dodge and, and going and experiencing something different. And she straight up told me, even if God told us to move, we ain't moving. Yeah. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so I guess we're going to be in Dodge forever. And that's just kind of where we were at. But um, there was this supernatural, like, alignment that happened. A um, couple other, you know, back in in March, the Lord called us out of, out of church ministry. Too. Yeah. And so we... So that was a, a big deal for you. You were in church ministry how long? It was a big deal. Um, yeah, most of my adult life, man. I mean, 15 years old, I, I was called to the ministry. Okay. And it's something I strived for forever. Like, yeah. Wanted to have a church, wanted to have buddies to run this ministry with me. And um, is this what we talked about last time I was on? No. It wasn't? I don't know. I, I can't remember. I think it was. I stopped striving, right? Maybe. I think so. <clears throat> But God called me out of that church ministry, like striving life. And it was tough. It was difficult because it's all I really ever knew. I mean, it was my goal, bro, was to like quit my full-time job someday and go into full-time ministry. And that's like straight up what my, where my passion lied was that. You were like, yeah, I wanted to get paid to do ministry. Yeah. And so I, you know, I spent all day at my very full-time job bitching and moaning and, you know, (laughs) like, God, get me out of here, you know? And, uh, God, you know my heart. I don't want to be in this freaking place, you know? And like, 
Very ungrateful. You sound like somebody I know. Very ungrateful like for what I Like every Christian you know? Th- that yeah. would be myself. Yeah. yeah. And he, he, COVID did a lot. Like 2020, I've, I've said it a bunch of times, was like the greatest year of my life. And I got to spend a lot of time at home. We, we stepped away from, from church ministry and I got to just be at home with my family and literally have a clear schedule for the first time ever. Like every single day of our calendar was filled up with me working full time, church board yep. meetings, prayer meetings, worship And that's nights. how it is for a lot of it people is. in full-time yeah. ministry or ministry. Yeah. And that you was know? the goal, yeah. but I, it was one of those things where I felt like I had other passions and other things, specifically podcasting. I was very passionate about podcasting, but I felt called to ministry. Yeah. So if you're called to ministry, you got to suffer through it and you got to grit your teeth and go through it, even though it sucks and everything, you know, even though all these things happen. And that's just, that's how I lived, man, was just like, I'm called to experience this persecution and this crap and I'm called to have a full schedule, honey, get over it, you know, and all that stuff. And it just, together, me and my wife at the almost, I, I call it supernaturally alignment. We both just really felt like the Lord was leading us out of full-time ministry or church ministry. And that opened the door for God to be able to start moving some pieces around. Yeah. And we've been in talks already at that point about starting a business, yep. you know, starting start a business. media. Yep. And I honestly didn't know what that even looked like with the ministry and with all the stuff going on. I was just kind of talking a big game, I think, about wanting to do stuff. But I was very passionate about that. I was passionate about starting a, co- a business. Yeah. I was passionate about podcasting. And again, that I was so blinded and clouded by that calling to church ministry yeah. that I almost thought I don't deserve to experience starting a business outside of church. And was just really stuck in this weird place. Sounds like a weird place. It's a weird place. And but w- <laughs> once I got out of it, man, it was like almost instant freedom. Like yeah. And I've I had you on my podcast and we talked about this weird space that I was in where I was kind of confusing. You didn't have me on your podcast. I didn't. I oh. you didn't answer your phone again. Oh, that's no. right. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good to be here. Um, I was just in, in this weird, confusing place where I was like. I was so used to church, you know, I didn't understand why I didn't want to (laughs) go. Like I I grew up and I I was just, I grew up, I was a church kid. That's all I ever knew. And I loved it and I wanted it. But when I stepped out of it willingly, I, I, I just didn't have this desire to go back. (laughs) Yeah. And I felt weird about it. I mean, I was like, it was a rough spot. Something's wrong. Something's wrong with me. If I don't want to be a part of the body, if I don't want to, participate in these things that I used to always participate in. And you really helped me out with that a lot in regards to, um, I love the caterpillar analogy that you, yeah, that yeah, you shared yeah, with yeah. me in regards yeah. to becoming a giant goo and confusion and chaos. And then I'm a butterfly when it's that, all yeah. said and done, but it was, um, it was a needed, I needed to step out. I needed to obey. And it was, it was obedience. Like it really was a a level of so, obedience that I've never really done before. Probably. What, what's interesting about that is you. I mean, I don't know that everybody would think this way, but for you to say 
well, I felt like I was called to full-time ministry, but then you were striving for it. So then the Lord called you away from it. Someone might look at that and say, well, if he called you to it, why did you run away? Yeah. And they would look at that as utter disobedience. Yep. But you know... And I felt that way too, though. You felt at t- that at way. Times, I felt like I was running away from something at times. Yeah. Yeah. But then you finally got the freedom to actually kind of move out of that space for some time. Yeah. For yeah. now, at least. For sure. And, you know, that was back in March and it took a few months, but I remember my wife coming to me and like kind of opening up her heart about moving and I... It, yeah. Right like, away, what? my ears are like, yeah, okay, what? Doth mine yeah. ears deceive me? <laughs> and yes, I took advantage of that conversation. Like a lot of my stress in life came from not being able to dream with my wife. Like, Oh, man, I feel you on that. Dude. I would dream about things and she wouldn't want to participate. And I can look yep. back now and think it wasn't my time. I mean, it, I needed to like hone it in and, and God was not going to let me leave my job with my attitude the way it was. Like he, yeah. it was more concerned not, about your heart at that point. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. And it just wasn't, your heart, bro. it just wasn't going to happen. And so I can look back now and see how ungrateful I was. And yeah, you know, God as a father is just like, yeah, it's cute. It's cute that you want to go do something right with your attitude the way it is. Your heart like that, man. It's true. Yeah. And so long, long story short, um, Long story long. Yeah, long short story. (laughs) Let's make a short story long. Short story story long. long. Uh, We moved here in December, and we're here, and we are. We have started this business, and uh, some dreams in my heart are beginning to be revealed to me that I have permission to pursue outside of the church, and it's just it's a big thing. So part of the conversation that we talked about having tonight was just this idea. And you, you made the statement, so I'll let you make it better than, than I present it. But something about you didn't find the motivation inside of the church to do the things that you're doing now concerning business, podcasting, that kind of thing. And so what, where, where'd that come from? Maybe make the statement or ask the question to help us better understand. Um, I'll just kind of give the example. There was a, there was a time when you and me were doing a lot of texting back and forth about the podcast business. And, um, I came across this YouTube video of kind of a, Oh, by Gary V. It was yeah. Gary V and Joe Rogan was also on there. So like half of it was Gary V half of it was Joe Rogan, kind of a motivational, um, compilation compilation. They, t- they took clips from all their episodes where they're and. I'm driving in my vehicle and I'm listening to this thing and, I, and Joe Rogan's literally telling my story like yeah. about the, the 40 year old dude who's unhappy with his job and he gets up every morning and he goes and he like, you know, he hates his job, but he has to do it. Yeah. And he's too afraid to, or he believes that he's too old now. Yeah. He didn't take that risk to get out of there when he was 20 and now he's just stuck in this job. Yeah. And he was just, I was just like, holy crap, this is like how I felt for a very long time, was stuck in this job and dreaming about other things. And um, it was a, it motivated me. Yeah. It like really motivated me to, to dream again. It motivated me to go after a business. It motivated me to, <laughs> it motivated me to take a risk and to have faith. Mm. 
And so one of the things that I, I shared with you right after that was, why is it that so many times the world, and I, I consider those two guys the world, I don't know their hearts, but I'm just assuming it was a, it's, it's a worldly platform that they have. They were talking about faith like I'd never heard the church talk about faith. Hmm. As, as far as like, you can do it. You deserve it. You, you know, take a risk. Yeah. <laughs> None of this is worth it. So, so what was the mess? So contrast that then. Yeah. Cause you weren't hearing that in the church. Yeah. What was the message you were hearing? So it's different. It's hard. It's hard to like say this because I don't expect the church to like tell me to go start a bit. I don't expect them to do that. But what it did, it, it reached a part of my heart that was, I guess maybe hadn't been exposed to the church. Like, the church didn't have access to like my dreams about starting a business. Maybe if that makes any sense, I don't know. I'm, I'm like rambling now, but I feel like I was not motivated to step out of something that I was striving for. I wasn't motivated to step out of something that maybe wasn't even for me. That may not have been my calling. And I thought it was, mm -hmm. and a lot of people would be encouraging me to stick with it. Yeah. To stay in the grind, to stay in the striving lifestyle and not pull out dreams and desires in my heart that maybe you're there, you know? Yeah. And I think that, you know, I, I've got a friend, kind of a mentor that he always says that Christians should be probably the wealthiest people on the planet because they're like the creatives. Like I think God desires his creation to create, mm -hmm. to create, to generate wealth, to support things that he wants to put in motion and it takes money. And I was in a lifestyle of just, I'm called to be a broke pastor. Mm -hmm. I'm called to be a broke minister. That's just the cross we have to bear, you know? And almost like the, I think the church is so afraid of the prosperity gospel that they go the other way. So it's like the pendulum. So if it sounds anything like health and wealth and success yeah. and, and that kind of thing, people like run from it. Yeah. I, I feel like that's what I've experienced. And so I've got a lot of, you know, friends in ministry that, I mean, we're just, we're, we're always, we're always needing money. Yeah. You know, so many people in the church are always needing money. I always, and it's like, it's just what you do. We all, we all share and we all do that, you know. If you need something, you go on Facebook and ask for it and you'll get it because you're a minister and everybody loves you. But I'm like, I don't want to live that. I want to like, yeah, man. I want to be able to securely get, provide for my family, you know, sure. yeah. and go after things that I'm passionate about. So, so I've, I've heard people call this like the poverty mentality. Have you guys heard of that phrase 100%. before? Yeah. Poverty mentality. So like, what is that? And why do you think that's a thing? All of you, everybody. Christopher, you haven't said anything for 30 minutes. Well, I'm just listening. Okay. Um, I wouldn't necessarily, for me anyway, because I don't really enjoy money like that. You know what I mean? I mean, I do, but I, I, I don't view, I guess, money the same. To me, it doesn't mean anything, so yeah. I tend to spend it like it means nothing, yeah. which <laughs> probably isn't a good thing. But um, for me, I don't know. I, I think that... I kind of shy away from that too when we're talking about health and things like that. It's just because money is so synonymous with, with, 
great evil. It's also synonymous with, you know, the world system as well, especially the economy and how <laughs> cutthroat and ruthless it is, you know, and how it's made people poor, made people rich and keeps the poor poor and keeps the rich rich. And But as I think about it now that you're talking about it, you know, we are although we're called out of the world, we're not called out of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're called to redeem everything in this world. Yeah. Through, you know, we're actually called to dominate. Exactly. Yeah. To dominate. But, <laughs> but you're, I mean, I guess in that mindset, I guess in that mind, yeah, I guess in that mindset, but for me, man, I, I enjoy, you know, I'm moving in, I'm moving back into the tiny house that Jason and I put together, you know? Yeah. And it's just like, for me, that's, that's where, I mean, that motivates me because it's like, I, I can just feel, you know, that life. I'm like, oh man, I mean, I text Jason about it every day. I'm like, dude, I'm so ecstatic yeah. to be moving back to that and to like, and to rid myself once again. Cause I've go through these little purges every now and then where I just sell everything. <laughs> like I literally just yeah. sold my TV, my Xbox, everything. I mean, I cut it all off. Sure. I was getting, you but know it doesn't I mean? sound to me like you're stressed about money though, either. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I feel like a lot of the church is stressed about money. They don't have enough money to pay bills. They're, they don't have enough money to, when the washing so you, machine breaks. They, well, how can you know, they when you don't, when, when you, I mean, I think that we, and again, we're not, I'm not trying to bash on the church, but I no, think, I'm not either. I think it's very few and far in between to find people who are very, mo- or who are very supportive of, of those kinds of things like a business and, and stuff like yeah. that. I, I, at least in, in my experience, I haven't really, you know, cause I told a couple people that I, cause I started my own business too. And I still have it, but I, I mean, I, I work for a company full time, but I still have my own thing. And, and, uh, man, you'd be surprised how many, even like people that were close to me when I was like, I want to start, Oh, I can't believe you think you're going to start a business. You know what I mean? It's it's like instant naysaying, man. Maybe that's just the way people are, I guess. Just naysayers, you know, but yeah, I I mean, it's, it's not a, it's not a message you hear in a church, right? Like you don't go to a church on a Sunday morning and the pastor's talking about entrepreneurship. Yeah, unless, right. unless they're a church planner, maybe, but it has more to do with church planning and growing the church right. rather than like you working hard and building a business and generating wealth. And so one of the things that, so I have a close friend named Tim and Tim, if you ever talk to him about his, like what he's called to, he's really motivated to create generational wealth, wealth to pass down to his kids, to his kids, to his kids, or their kids, their kids, their kids, because they're going to be the ones that are going to be doing ministry and being a part of the church. And so his idea is that if I build wealth and pass that on, then they'll be, you know, the next generation will have the money to go do the things that we couldn't do because we didn't have enough. Yeah. Because what a mature you, mindset, man. Super mature. He's thinking yeah. down the road. Yeah. Um, and so it's that idea of like generational wealth. I think that that could be a topic that could be taught more on. But it's not just, and I've talked to Christopher about this before. Did he call me a moron? You did, didn't you? What? You called me a moron. I don't understand. Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> that was a weird joke. I to- It totally went over my head. You said moron. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. Okay. Between, se- between that words. That could talk moron. Oh, I get it. There I get it. I see. I was in a vein of thought. I apologize. I totally you're out of it. You. And I now so I'm sorry. out of it. I've got nothing now. <laughs> Dang, you yeah, could, I was talking to Christopher about this. So yeah, you could talk more on it. That the idea of you go you go to a church, you hear a sermon. Usually, it's about what um, what you're not doing right, so sin. What you should be doing right, righteousness, um, and then what the scripture has to say about it. But then there's never any how. 
So it's like, even if we heard a sermon on, you should be, build generational wealth, you should set your kids up, you should leave an inheritance, you should do these things. It's just a you should message without any practical how-to. Yeah. Imagine... The practical how-to is in the world, though. That's kind of weird. You know isn't I mean? that interesting, though? Because there could be, there could be kingdom-focused entrepreneurship. And so it, interestingly, my, my uh, sister-in-law, Christine, and I, we just launched a website called Engaging Kingdom Business. And I didn't mean for this to be a promo, business. but business. But that's part of the mandate. We are a kingdom business. Um, Tove Media, Podcast Solutions, Livestream Wichita. Um, we're a kingdom business. We have kingdom mindset. We're entrepreneurs that are Christians. And I'm passionate about starting business and marketing and creating and doing all these things. Good, you can I, help me. I can. I want to talk finance. I want to talk these things. So imagine if there was somebody within the church and it just, I'm just saying it doesn't seem like there's space for it in the world that I've existed in within the church. Yeah. But imagine if they said, Hey, you, you know, it's a good idea. Idea. You should start thinking about generational wealth. Well, I've seen them do the Dave Ramsey stuff and the get out of debt stuff, but that's just getting out of debt. Yeah. That's not multiple streams of income, uh, supplemental income, passive income, real estate investment, stocks, bonds, crypto, starting the, the business. head and not the tail straight up. I'm just saying, <laughs> Thanks, like, no, I'm just I'm saying, just yeah, yeah, but it just imagine yeah. if there was that type of scenario within a church, like, Hey, we're just not going to tell you what you should be doing. We're actually going to help you along the way. Yeah. Darren, I can, I can understand what you're talking about as far as not feeling like there's, there's this part of you that's gone, like it's been untouched. Like there's this part of you that is yet to be awakened. Um, and you would think that, you know, in a faith-based context that, you know, with an almighty being an almighty God that like that would happen, that there would be every part of us would be awakened and and stirred up. And so I I can understand that. I actually had a, Larry asked me the other day, just like a couple days ago, um, if I ever thought that we would go back into ministry, like full-time ministry and and whatever the heck that means, maybe in a church context on staff or something like that. And, uh, and I laughed and honestly, the, the reason I laughed is because I am so like, there's this, this part of me that I feel that's been awakened by stepping out of that with entrepreneurship, um, with starting things, with starting my photography business, starting a podcast, multiple podcasts, uh, multiple things from scratch with, uh, with Tove and Livestream Wichita podcast solutions, all that stuff. And so there's this part of me that I just feel like, why would I ever want to return to that world to give up? And it's not even like giving up these things that may be like worldly, but it's kind of like this, I feel this sense of aliveness that I've never felt before. Yeah. And it feels not selfish. It feels divine. Like it feels like there was this part of me Mm -hmm. that God has put inside of me that is now has the freedom to breathe. Um, and so, I, I mean, it, there a couple things. You are describing a movement that's happening in, in the church right so now. So it is happening. Yeah. So oh, if, great. You, if you guys are familiar with uh, Tampa Underground. Yeah. Oh, um, Underground, yeah. Yeah, Tampa Underground does stuff like this, if you're familiar. And they have a great book. Um, I think it's by a guy named Brian Sanders. I'm not sure. But he talks about uh, the underground church and basically uh, the Tampa Underground. They exist and, and they have this 
this building and this space. And it's when I think of like what the church could be and I hear um, like movements or expressions is the word. When I hear of expressions of church like this, there's something that comes alive in me. Uh, But basically they have this huge building and, and, and part of the building like an eighth of the building is designated to the worship space. The rest of the building, the other seven eighths is full of rooms, uh, breakout rooms with whiteboards for people to go in and dream and to start nonprofits and to start businesses where they can make profits that are then used to help and care for the world. And, and so there's this whole movement in Tampa and even in Kansas city. I was going to say, shouldn't it be, shouldn't every church. And I'm again, this is not bagging on church. This is like just, I think it's a, like almost a statement of fact. Every church should have people that understand business. Sure. There are people. I mean, I yeah. would say that every church does have people that understand business. I think. And there's this weird separation, I feel like. of There like, is. Yes. We can't. And, and I'll say this too, with such <clears throat> love in my heart, the church absolutely wants their money. And I mean that. And, <laughs> I mean that like. I've been, I've, I've been a part of the system. I understand it. I do understand it. Mm -hmm. They want, they want the money (laughs) I get. And I get why they want it. I'm not even saying that's wrong. I'm just saying they do want it. Why not build off of that? Like, I just feel like I shouldn't have to go to Tampa. I shouldn't have to look into someplace in Tampa. Well, then do it. Yeah. Just, (laughs) Just do it. Yeah, I agree. I'm I'm learning how to start a business on my own. <laughs> I, so I can't I can't remember the name of the guy. Um, it's like Mario or Mario something. Um, Sean, he's listening. Sean, tell me about the name of the guy. Uh, Mario, what's his face? That was prophesying about Christians starting LLCs. So wherever you fall in line with people prophesying about things, there was this guy last year who, towards the end of the year, was prophesying to the body, giving a word and saying, "There's some of you who need to go start LLCs," and it's in you. You know it's in you. The Lord's put it on your heart. Go start the LLC. And what's interesting is that we were starting LLCs, not even having that word. And I, I started an yeah. LLC as well. In 2020. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just interesting. I mean, yeah. so at, at the table, let's just kind of get a feel for who's at the table. So uh, me, Darren, and Chris, we're in business together with Tove Media. Why, why am I not in that business? Because you cut trees, bro. It's true. You didn't answer that question. Answer your because phone, you bro. do cut trees, bro. It's true. Um, so, your phone. so Christopher also is a uh, photographer. Yes. And so that's his primary source of income. So he's been, how long have you been supporting your family through photography? Two years. For two years. You took this, you left FedEx. Uh, I left ministry. You left ministry. Yep. And you were in FedEx. Oh, yeah, right. So yeah. it was ministry, FedEx, ministry. Did you wear the, the high shorts? Dude, I did. I love nice. that uniform. It was so freaking comfy. Apparently. Sorry, go ahead. But yeah, I, yeah I've yeah i been living off of this. Uh, but even that, like the whole reason, like I tell people this all the time, like the whole reason we started our business and all these other businesses, like we have lots of lines in the water right now. All of it is with the intent to live this life that some may say like Dave Ramsey, you know, Dave Ramsey says like to live the life that you want to live, you have to do the things that, you know, nobody else some, does. something yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to do this for a reason that's like, Oh, I want to just build this wealth. It, it honestly has to do everything to do with my kids, my wife and other people. I want to build businesses so that we can acquire resource, acquire resources yeah. and, and 
I can take care of my family. I can pay my bills because I resonate with that. And then we can be a blessing to people. And when God says, do this, we can do it. When he says, hey, give $1,000 to this mother in need, we cannot bat an eye. Hey, and I just have to brag about you and Kim because you guys are amazing, amazing uh, people who do that. You guys have been, and and I'm a firm believer in this, that when you begin to be generous in giving with what the Lord gives you, that he will continue to give you more. Tim Wood is also someone that's like that. But you guys have blessed people, and you'd never say this, but I'm going to say it, blessed people with a car bought them a car and not a little rinky dink, like they, a car bought them a car when they were in need, given, Give, us, given homeless people a place to stay, <laughs> <That's right. laughs> given us a washer and dry, like yeah. the generosity flows through. And so I think that in a lot of us, I think that's in the, it. We want to acquire so that we can just be this like transaction, this middleman to where it can go where it needs to go. Yeah. And so just the other thing, Casey, he's at the table. He started his own business. So he started an LLC. So you have, Number one, people who've all been in ministry in some capacity or the other. People who, number two, are not in full-time ministry right now, but who, number three, have also started businesses. So just a really interesting crew at the table. Um, But Chris, I want to hit on something you said real quick, and Darren, hold your thought because I want to get back to you. No, I'm good. But what you're talking about is this idea of freedom. So Tim Tim gave us the, the phrase, live like no one else so you can live and give like no one else. So... Um, that's the Dave Ramsey I think way. Tim but, added and give, or maybe so. I think, I think it's live like no one else. You can live sure. like no one else. I think he yeah. added. And Tim's give. better than Dave Ramsey. He really is. So <laughs> Dave Ramsey's kind of a jerk. So the idea is he does. He goes on rants. You did what? You suck at life. Change your ways. But then at least he tells you how to change your ways. It's true. Which it's is true. more than most pastors do. Sorry. Um, excuse oh, me. Dang. So this idea of freedom, Christopher, you've been talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> this. What, did I say something? <laughs> you like how I slipped that in there? Low blow. Low blow. It's okay. Uh, so freedom. Yeah, so this idea of freedom. And it's not, so there's a difference between, because people say, well, the love of money is, um, you know, the what is of, The root of all evil. It's the root of all kinds of evil, it yeah. says. A lot of people say, well, the love money is the root of evil. No, that's not yeah, the phrase. The love. More the love evil of than money, you think. Yeah. The love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. And so it's a love of money. But if you start to get money to work for you, just like Casey said, he's like, I don't care about it. So I spend it like I don't care about it. And so that's a that's a heart posture towards money. That's not a love of money. Correct. Some people are drawn away and driven into all kinds of things because of their love for money. Yeah. I'm driven in my pursuits, my business pursuits, number one, because the Lord has put that in me. I'm a creative guy. I have ideas. I can't sit still. I got stuff going on in my head. I'm like, I could do this. I could do that. I could build that. I could start this. I can make that. I could record this podcast. I could make these videos. I could build that website. Right? That's how I work. It's in me. I got to get it out. But the Lord has now shown me how I can use the business also as a ministry and generate income so I can pay my debts so that I'm my yeah. cost of living goes down because scripture says that the borrower is a slave to the lender. Yeah. And I know that because I've borrowed money and I have a lot of debt to pay off that I have to sit at that desk from eight to five and do the work that the company pays me yeah. so I could get the dollars to give to somebody else because I owe them. Correct. That money's not mine. And let me just say something about debt real quick. People have the mentality that they have, like if I have $500 in my bank account that, oh, we have $500. Well, if you're $10,000 negative, you have 
negative ninety five hundred dollars. Mm. So my goal is to get to zero dollars. Yeah. Net, right? That's that's where I'm. I want to get to zero. That's where I'm trying to go too. Because man. then I can build, I've been dumping money into and debt, grow, yeah. right? So get me to zero to where I actually have positive cash flow in my life. I'm not having to pay off the man. I'm not having to spend my hours sitting at a desk doing a job that, yeah, I like it, but it's not what I'm made to do. And so my journey, all of that, the Lord has put these things in me and he's saying, okay, now use the business to move you to that place of freedom because I know that's your heart and that's my heart for you. So I have a question. How, how does this, do you think, well, two parts, do you think that everyone has this something that they're this passionate about inside of them? They have to. And if, if so, how does that get brought out of them? So let, let me speak to this. I actually gave a sermon one night and it was super powerful, dude. Like not to say, Oh, Hey, I'm this powerful preacher, but the <laughs> Lord put the word on my heart. And the, the word for the evening when I shared this was, he said, I'm resurrecting dreams. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Whoa. And so he just started speaking through me and he's saying, there are people in this room right now. There are people who are listening to this podcast right now and they've allowed dreams to die because they haven't either one had the faith or they've, They've never, they've said things like this. They've had something come into their heart and it's been like, you're going to start an organization that's going to help connect orphans to families and you're going to pay for people to actually adopt children. And, and, you know, and then, so they start to think about it. They put that's planted in their heart and they think, man, that would be amazing if I could fund adoptions for families who can't afford it. Be awesome. But then they're just like, well, I heard all the stories and it's forty, fifty thousand dollars to adopt a child and the system's corrupt and you might spend the money and not get the kid and I'm a hundred thousand dollars in debt and I only make seventeen dollars an hour. And they start to look at the scenario and they kill the dream the Lord put in them because they look at it from a worldly perspective. And there are a lot of people who are 35, 40, 50, 60, shoot even 25 that they heard something when they were 12 and they let that dream die. And the Lord put it in them. And so I think there are people who have these things inside of them and they've allowed, they've allowed it to die. And I would just say, bring it back to the Lord and he could yeah. resurrect it. But there are things he's put in us, even little things in the back of your mind that you've thought one day, and it brought you joy to consider that that might be a possible future reality. And then you wrote it off because you thought it was you or you thought you were crazy or someone was going to think you were crazy. You didn't have the money to do it or there's no way my church would ever get behind that or I don't know if my wife would get on board or I'm just too much in debt. All of those things have killed dreams. Yeah, yeah. so that's the question I was going to ask. So what are dream killers that people have? I mean, all those things, but feel free to weigh yeah. in. Well, I think, I mean, we're... One of, one of the verses that just really spoke to me during this time was... Oh, uh, scripture? Yes. <laughs> Us being called in the world, but not of the world. And so right. for me, it's like, guess what? I'm actually called to be in this world. Mm-hmm. Yep. And how am I supposed to be in this world? I believe... Right. I do believe what Joel says. <laughs> you know, the head, not the tail above and not believe... I mean, I, I believe that we are called to walk like Jesus walked on this planet. Mm-hmm. And that was a guy that walked without, without much need, without much want, other than the kingdom of God. Yeah. And so, one of the, you know we can like, I just feel like the the church. I should not have to go look to Joe Rogan, mm-hmm. or Gary V, mm-hmm. to be motivated to start a business <laughs> as a Christian man in America. 
At least Gary Vee will drop the F-bomb about yeah. 20 times motivating you to go start a business. And I shouldn't have to find a place in Tampa. I shouldn't have to go find a book. I should have mothers and fathers right next to me, business people, that I can ask questions to. Should. and I should. And I, I think I probably did. Mm. I know I went to church with business people. Yeah. Why didn't I ask them how to sure. start a business? I don't know. So, but there's the church has it's created some kind of a thing where we think that's not for here. That's that's for out there. Mm. So, I also think it. Sorry, Chris. No, go. no go. You go. Uh, I also think that it's a little bit of <clears throat> just everybody's so distracted with their own life. You know what I mean? And I think that for the body to operate as the body is again. I say this a lot, um, but in the process of the tree, right? The producing members of that organism right? The more mature members of that organism, there's this process that's called from source to sink, right? So what they do is they allocate the energy that they produce and pour that into the weaker or the more, more immature parts of that organism so that, that that part of that organism will grow bigger and bigger and then eventually become a producing part of the organism as a whole, yeah. therefore benefiting the organism or, or organism as a whole. And um, it's just, I think we're so... The enemy of our souls has done such a good job of making it about us, right? Me, me, I've got to do this, me, me, me. And I think we're literally blinded to the need of people around us or even the need to ask people around yeah. us because we're so fixated on self, right? And what I have to do to make sure that I get by, even in, even in church, man, you go to church and it's just there's a couple little whimsical hellos and stuff like that. But, man, I, I, I really... Wait. It's just a funny phrase, whimsical hellos. <laughs> it is whimsical, you know, and I I think that pouring into each other and giving to each other, mm -hmm. you know, and that seems like such a simple thing, and it is, but we just make it complicated, man. Um, yeah, so I, I again, I think that it's just so self-mindset, you know what I mean? And how do we get out of that? Yeah. And how do we look for people? If, you, if, you've, if you're the type of person that has that kind of mentality, you know, like actively looking for those people that you can bless or that you can yeah. pour into, you know, being a source. If you know that you're a, you're a mature believer, you know what I mean? And, you know, and you can, you have something to offer. It is, it is actually your duty and your responsibility to find those parts that are weaker that you can pour into. That's good. You know? Yeah. That's good. Chris, did you have a thought? Yeah, I was, um, you didn't what, get your question answered, I don't think, either, did you? Which one? The one you've been asking. Oh, well, I think he did answer it. Okay. He did answer it. Um, I want to try to word this the right way. So how or why, what barriers exist within the church or obstacles do you guys think exist within the church that are keeping conversations like these, um, not, not saying don't, <clears throat> have these conversations, but more of like not, uh, encouraging these conversations. I mean, I, for, for a lot of people, it's and by conversations, I mean that have to do with these dreams that are inside of people that yeah. are very outside the walls. Sure. Well, I, I think the, the quick answer, l let me give the, the not assuming the worst about every pastor answer is that they, they have a vision and the focus that the Lord has placed on their heart and they feel very passionate about getting people to get on board to make that a reality. And so 
typically churches will have mission, vision, values, and if something doesn't fall in line with that mission, vision, values, right. then they're not going to put any pay any attention to it. Yeah. They'll say, hey, we, we love you, bless you, go do that, be fruitful, but we're not going to spend our time, energy, and resources to help build that. Right, because we're too busy doing this right here. We're too we're too busy doing this. We The Lord gave us a vision to reach 10,000 people in a three-mile radius by 2025. And so we've reverse engineered, engineered this. These are all the things that we need to do to get there, and there's no room, there's no margin within the ministry margin right. they miss they miss the entire point which is that that dream that's possibly being had by a member of that local body Could is be a probably part of that. a bubble that's going to join the bubble of their dream you know what i mean and enlarge sure. that bubble you yeah. know cuz we too busy crapping on other people's dreams man because what like i said like <laughs> yeah, our, ours is so my 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 me me i i'm i'm so important me, and what i'm doing is so important i don't have time for that man when they're yeah. missing and they're blind to it that this could yeah. be from the lord and and but then there are people like the underground who are saying this is our mandate and so part and of our vision is to help those people start ministries and businesses that can help build the kingdom. And it's interesting because, you know, I, I was, uh, there was a season where I was really learning a lot of what was going on in Tampa with Tampa underground. And it seemed like a lot of the flourishing was coming out of these, uh, like you're talking about the merging of the bubbles when, when there was this overlap, it wasn't this separation of business and church, but it was really this, uh, Hey, we realize God is going to use everything. He's going to use this service here, but he's also going to use your bike shop that you have. You know, there's a specific story that I remember um, about a guy who had started a bike shop. He loved bikes, big dream. And then he, some way or another, was finding ways to give these bikes to people to be able to get around and to go to jobs, people who are homeless, people who are down on their luck, who couldn't have a car. And so their lives were getting changed around, you know, because these weren't like little crappy bikes, like Huffies, you know, these these were like really solid bikes too. So it's, it's interesting to think about this idea that, you know, of being so fixated on something when really just kind of taking your hands off the wheel and just when you let people, run with the dreams that God have put has put inside of them, you know, it's I think it's a pretty easy parallel to draw that something good's gonna happen. Regardless of what it is. Nonprofit business, for profit business, I mean, whatever. So let me read something. Um here's a uh, a comment by Jordan Savage. He says, I think the barrier that people might feel I think a barrier is that people might feel obligated to give to the church. So if you're making extra money, you should be giving more to the church. Or if they have this creative idea, they might feel someone will ask them to use that gift for the church and not for their own business. Mm. I mean, I think that's valid. Hey, why don't you come do that with us kind of thing rather than, hey, I want to go do this and, you know, I could use some help. What I was going to say earlier to your question is that oftentimes, and I've, I've seen this happen in churches and... I pastored at one point in time and I had to have these conversations with people and tell them the same thing. Hey, pastor, I think we should start this ministry. Hey, that's awesome that the Lord showed you that. Absolutely, you should go do that. But that's not where we're focusing our time and attention right now. And so 
if your church has never decided that they're going to do homeless ministry and you want to start a homeless ministry, they might very well tell you, hey, that's great, but we don't do homeless ministry. Here's what we do. And they have a very laser-focused mission, vision, and values in the things that they do. We do Sunday morning service, we do groups, and we do missions or whatever it is. And the missions that we do are outreach and we partner with this one place and that's what we do. And so there's no, again, no margin or no, even not an openness to take on a new thing because they're so hyper-focused. What does that do? What does that do to this, you know, man or woman who approach and say, Hey, got this idea. Oh, it's it's severely disheartening. Definitely a dream killer. Yeah. it's, It's disheartening. And I feel like that's, there have been a lot of people that have absolutely been wonderfully impacted by the, local church, right? Yeah. Completely transformed, right? Drug druggies, guys that don't know who they are, they find a, a healthy church, they wake up to it, and then their whole life is dedicated to what that church yeah has going on. And you you mentioned something. There's men's night, there's women's night, yeah, there's youth night, there's all these nights that we have or all these activities that we do within the church. And none of that looks like putting time into your business or putting time yeah. into your podcasting. Yeah. So I'm glad you asked the question because it did make me think what was the killer for me. And I think what kept me from pursuing things was I didn't have enough time because I was yeah. so focused on all the activities that the church had for me to do. That's interesting. That I wanted to be a part of. Right, right. That are all good. Yeah. I want to be things. a part of the family. And if that's not on the family's agenda, yeah, then it's not on mine. Right. Can you, I, I just had this phrase come to mind, just like kingdom activation. Can you think of like, just dream for a minute, like all of these people, like all of these people that come to anyone, doesn't even have to be in the church, they, that are talking to their spouses and saying, hey, what if, hey, can you imagine, hmm, what about, like these are people that God is like, you, it's if imagine let's go plants. You have this little just sprout, just this little bitty guy just budding out of the ground, and it's just like the first little glimpse of like this hope, a, a little sapling, <laughs> this little little guy that's there just sprouting out, and then it's like ready to grow, ready to move forward, and then whether it's a spouse, a boss, a coworker, um, someone in in the ministry that maybe doesn't allow them to dream or support that dream. And it just like is like a foot that comes down or, you know, crushes it. And I'll bring it, I'll bring it straight back to trees. Okay. We have a saying in our industry, which is the right tree for the right site. And that a tree is never limited by its genetic potential. It is only limited by the site that it is planted in. So those limitless dreams that are inside, just like you were saying, man, like the site that it's planted. Okay. Well, this is the idea. Right, but if you don't give space, if you don't allow space for that person to fulfill that dream because you want to choke it out with logical assessments, you know what I mean? Especially when God's telling them to dream. We I mean, we go so logical instantly. I can't believe you'd do that. You know, I I can't yeah. believe I can't believe you think that you can do that. Have you done it some, before? Yeah, some ex- dreams exactly, don't even make right? it out of our mind because we right. we, we, choke we do them it. Out. Yeah. But then we present them to other people, even pe- the people that are close to us. You know what I mean? And it's it, it's no, you've got to give space for those people to, to do that. You know what I mean? And also light and water, man, to help them nurture that, 
you know, I, I don't think that they can do it on their own, you know, like you just got to have people around you that are nurturing. So, so allowing Chris, space. Chris, if you can think about the, think about when you stepped out like full time into doing the photography business. Yeah. I mean, can you think back on that time and anything that was like, they call it the tipping point. Like what was the tipping point for you to move into that space? And then also think about, I mean, did you do that on your own or did you maybe have some people around you who were encouraging you? Did you feel like your church community was like, yes, like, I mean, three questions. Yeah. So for me, thinking back on that time, I mean, I, I think I found myself in a place that I think lots of people in ministry find themselves in. Um, I didn't go to college. I don't have a degree. Uh, I do have skills. Mm. Luckily, I do have skills, you know, graphic design, photography, website building, nunchuck skills. Do those skills pay the bills. Both staff skills. Both staff skills. Um, So I did have these other (laughs) things, but as far as a degree, like, I didn't have anywhere to fall back on. So um, our church plant had just, uh, back at this time in 2018, right going into 2019, uh, they weren't going to be able to pay me anymore, so that pay was off the table, and I had a decision to make. Um, Am I going to go back and get another job working 40, 50 hours a week? Probably at that time, I would have needed to find something where I could work 60 so that I could support my wife and I. Um, and Or we could take this leap of faith uh, when it came to photography and this business that I'd already been involved in. I had this dream. And for me, honestly, if I, I don't know that I've ever said this, but photography and wedding photography is not about the pictures for me. It's really not. Like it, it is truly about being able to be with a couple as they process one of the hardest or b- hardest and biggest events that they're ever going to throw in their lives and to be a support system for them, to care for them, uh, to befriend them, all of that. that. It's all about people for me in that sense. And so uh, there was a dream that was in me. And so I pursued it. Uh, Lara was very supportive of that. At that point, she was a little skeptical, but she was also supportive and uh, felt like it was kind of the only card that we had to play unless I'm going to go work 60 hours. Um, but I did have people like Lara, had people like you, um, even the last guy that I planted a church with, he was supportive and was like, man, I, I think you should do that. I think you should go for it. So, but I mean, the tipping point too is I, I heard this phrase. <clears throat> I don't even know where I heard it. Someone said, hey, do you want to go and work 40, 50, 60 hours a week and build someone else's dream? Ooh. Or do you want to work for yourself, work half the hours and build your dream? Yeah. And I was like, and the, so the, the, the was, latter. Was it Joe Rogan or Gary Vee? I have no I, clue. Do you feel like it was in the church? No. It's it, it was, it, it definitely was it in a, I don't even, I was out with a coffee with someone. Oh, and, uh, someone dropped it on you. Yeah. And they just, it was just a little nugget. I was like, and that stuck with me. That might be one of the most, and that statement alone was the thing to push me over to go, you know what? Yeah. I don't, I don't want to build someone else's dream. Yeah. I want to build what's in me. And see, there it's is good. that, that poverty mindset that you talked about. And I think that keeps you from moving forward. It just does. And, I know for me, like it took, I couldn't dream with my wife. I, I shared that she would not dream with me at all. And it took Joe Rogan made the comment, (laughs) Joe Rogan in that video made the comment. And I I actually, I came home. I was so excited and I shared it with her. I said, I want you to just watch this with me and like, see what happens. And it, it moved her. Like she, she was motivated at that point to like dream with me because Joe Rogan made the comment 
you can plan your escape. Mm. And so first I had to recognize, man, I'm, I'm stuck, like mentally, captive, spiritually. I'm in bondage. I hate slavery, what I'm doing. Bro. Slavery. I'm modernized hate, slavery. I hate what I'm doing. And if, if we are in that poverty mindset, we think I'm actually called to be here or I don't need to get out of this. This is what. Yeah. And if you look around, it kind of is the Christian lifestyle in a lot of ways. A lot of, a lot of, a lot of bondage. I don't know about so, you, man. I'm, haunt, I'm hood rich, dude. <laughs> For real. Dude, so... Think I, might, I own nothing, but I'm And I'm, I'm like, not just you know. talking about money, though. I'm talking about, yeah. like, I make good money at my job. Yeah, right. It's just... It's right. up here, bro. So help, yeah. help me understand the difference, because I, I struggled with this. I still struggle with it. Healthy... There's a healthy discontentment, right? Yeah. You can be discontent in a healthy way, and you can be ungrateful. And so I think a lot of people are, are mm. discontent... And they start dreaming, and then they equate that to un- being ungrateful. So then they kill it because they don't want to be ungrateful. Well, I'm just I'm dreaming about leaving this job. I'm just an ungrateful bastard. I I make this much money. I have health insurance. I have 401k. We have a house. We have a car. We're taken care of. I'm just ungrateful. I need to change my heart. Yeah. So how do you distinguish between discontentment that's meant to drive you forward and a lack of gratitude that is you know obviously a a poor heart posture. So discontentment and what? Being ungrateful. I think it's the same thing. I think gratitude is like, it's a kingdom trait, right? Gratitude is a kingdom of God trait. Mm -hmm. Ungratefulness is, I mean, it's it's the same thing. So so in my position. A lack of gratitude will lead to discontentment. So I'm, I'm, I think they're different. I think they're different. I'm grateful. I am absolutely grateful for, for my job, for my pay for what it's allowed us to do up until this point. But I'm discontent on a daily basis because I know that I'm made for more. That's trippy. It's really weird. It's really weird to that we all have different experiences because for me, I'm super grateful. Super grateful. I'm super grateful, and I'm also content with what I do. You know what I yeah. mean? And, uh, it's because you're wearing a Yahweh hat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, it's just strange, man, how, how, how it manifests differently in other people. Like for me, I yeah. know, I know for a fact that I'm where I'm supposed to be. Yeah. See, that's I mean, the difference right, right there. And, and yeah. I, I, I think, I don't know if I've just been extremely blessed, yes. you know, to, to have that or, or well, what, I mean, because other people don't, every, other people don't have that. And journey, I look, dude. I look at, I, I hear Jason, I hear, I hear Jason sometimes. He's like, God, damn, I'm at this freaking computer. And I, I'm like, what are you doing, man? He's like, working. You know what I mean? He's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm working, bro. But, <laughs> but, but think about that too, Casey, you know, because you just got out of a season that a lot of people will never endure. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's journey, you know, on one set, you had this other hand that you you dealt that you played that you had to play. And on the other hand though, you had a great job. You were fulfilled. You were content. And and for me, man, like having the trees and having that, like that vocation and that calling, I mean, was what really helped me, you know, out. And that's why I, I get, I guess my heart hurts for people that are stuck in situations like that because I feel, you know, like I'm like, man, that would, that would suck. And I feel almost wrong for, for being so happy and being so content with my job, you know, because it's, it's like, see, but what is that though? Because that kind of goes back maybe to that poverty mindset. Like I don't deserve this joy. Right. I don't deserve this contempt. I don't deserve this life. What is that? Well, not necessarily that I don't deserve it, but that it sucks that other people don't have this. 
You know what I mean? Like, that's the way that I view it. I'm like, my heart hurts for other people. Not necessarily that I don't deserve it, because there are a lot of things that I don't deserve. Sure. You know, but um, just, I guess, I'm like, my heart hurts for people that are in that situation where they're not content and they don't have a job that they like. You know, they are stuck in or yeah. or something like that, you know? Hmm. To go back to your question, Jason, I think a lot of it has to do with mindsets and and how kind of what gear you're kind of stuck in, you know? Uh, we were talking about my, I'm going to put my parents on blast for a minute. Um, but earlier we had a conversation about my mom and dad. Long story short with them is, uh, at one point they wanted to move here and, uh, my dad finally agreed to move here and said, let's do it. And both of them were operating under the assumption that just because they finally said yes, that the doors would just open, uh, money would show up that they were expecting, uh, from hurricane relief stuff that happened a couple years ago. And they'd be able to pay off some debt. Uh, sell the house immediately. And when those doors didn't open up, they assumed, oh, well, this must not be from God. He must not want us to do this. And you said something to me today and you were like, well, maybe God just didn't open the doors because they still have a lesson to to learn, which at that point, you know, would be money mindsets, how they manage their finances, that kind of stuff to move here without those things being changed would be a waste because they'd be living the exact same lifestyle. So when it comes to jobs and work, you know, whatever you do for a living, it could be the same thing to where your heart is stuck in this place to where you are either ungrateful And then if you're ungrateful, it doesn't matter what you go to. You could have the exact job that you want. And still, if you have ungratefulness in your heart, you will not, um, you just won't appreciate it. You won't be uh, grateful. Yeah. Well, so let me tell you just a quick bit of my story. Um, So there for a while, I was really discontent at a job there towards the end of 2018 or 2019 it was. And or the beginning of 2019, really discontent, but in a very, very healthy, unhealthy way. Yeah, I mean, I, I was remember. I was not okay, bro. Yeah, I was I not okay. I was upset. I was a grouch. Um, I mean, I still struggle with some of that stuff, but it was just not okay. Um, and I had always thought about starting a business. wasn't ready to start the business. Like, really in debt at that point in time. Two years ago, mat major debt. Feel like I'm stuck in the rut. Well, the Lord actually gave me permission to to leave my job, and so I started looking. He took me to another job where I made just a little bit more money, but. Four months in, I'm like, I'm not supposed to be doing this. And then I'm like, Lord, I want you to take me where I'm supposed to be. Show me what I'm supposed to be doing. And immediately I got a phone call and that's when I started my job that I have now. Major increase in pay. Um, Huge benefits too, right? Great benefits, major increase in pay. It's all about them bennies, bro. Right. And then, um, so there towards the beginning of 2020, I'd only been at that job for like three months, three months, still discontent. Still majorly discontent all through 2020 COVID working from home, working by myself, probably depressed, discontent. But then I started to realize how ungrateful I was. So that had crept in and I was like essentially cursing the thing, the resource that the father had given me by your ungratefulness, by my ungratefulness. And it was one, just one night recently, he opened my eyes to it and he gave me gratitude for it. So now the plan is still the same. I'm still discontent, but I'm moving forward right. to what, yeah, you know, good. the You're next moving thing forward in gratitude, man. Yeah. Yeah. In gratitude. Like, man, I'm so great. It's a posture. Yourself. I'm so grateful for this. I still have to do the same thing every day, right. but I realize that it's a means to an end, which 
every end and is being, a new beginning. And I'm assuming it, like even being grateful actually energizes you as well because I mean how oh, much I, energy I can imagine. How, how much energy does that suck out of you just being so ungrateful? Vampire. You know what I mean? Just, Bro, and as soon as it switched, draining. I bet it was like night and day, man. You probably are a lot more oh, energized, you know? Well, big time, man. And I was living under burden and I had essentially busied myself trying to dig myself out of this hole when the Lord was just like, your job is your shovel. And mm. I was trying to create other... You were trying sh- to dig without a shovel. Pretty much. Yeah. He's like, use this. Realize that this is the thing that I've given you that's going to allow you to to move ahead and get forward. So, um, Yeah, that's all I got. You guys got anything else? I don't... I mean, what, what do we want to leave people with here? It's funny how this theme of just dreams, yeah. the, you know, stuff that God puts inside of you, and and it gets it gets crushed, you know. It's like that seed that lands on the. It's picked up by by a it's sparrow. Trampled. It's it's you know all all of the, you know the parable. Everyone knows yeah. the parable. If there's anything I want to leave people is with like you have permission to dream. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, and you have permission to dream inside the church, outside the church, in a bit like God has put things in you that He wants to call out of you, but you got to listen for those things. And I think the first step is like, before you ever speak it, it's almost like you have to slay whatever's going on in your mind, like that thing that's keeping you from speaking it. Yeah. And then it's another thing that you got to slay. You know, if you get the people that try to be those dream killers, you can give away a dream that God's put in you yeah, and don't, just leave it defenseless. Right. And I mean, doubt is a, is a huge killer of the dreams too, man. Like don't, don't, don't let the enemy <laughs> sow seeds of doubt in there. Cause that's a harvest you don't want to reap, man. Comparison you know? will kill a dream. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. So the Lord told us to start this, led us to start this business. Well, what about all the all the other podcasting businesses out there? Yeah. What, you know that. You know I'll never be that. You know. Yeah. If if God's in it, He's gonna bless the mess out of it, man. I swear. I swear. You know. And I think that people need to hear that too. Like, if 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 you have a God sized dream in in you, it's be- precisely because it's God sized that it's God. You know. And don't look to like logical things because it'll make it form in your mind impossible to be accomplished, you know, but I mean, and taking risk, right? Like go for it, man. Like what do you yeah. got to lose? Honestly? What about, know? what about striving to, to make a dream come to pass maybe before it's time? I mean, yeah, that's, and so my, my realization, so I was striving, um, I was working my day job and I was busying the mess out of myself taking on every other job that came my way and actually trying to drum up business for more work to the point to where I had so much work, I was drowning and I was exhausted. And so mentally, physically, my relationship, my attitude. And so I was striving to make something happen and it was the Lord that had to open my eyes to that. And so if you're in relationship with the Lord, you have to let him lead you in that. You have to come to a place where you say, okay, you know, Lord, like lead me, guide me, show me, am I striving? Is this the way to go? Is this the next step I should take? And again, it all comes back to just being led by the Lord and doing what he wants. There's an idea of kingdom. If a, if there's a kingdom dream that's from the Lord, well then when you live that out and you implement that on earth, it's from heaven into the earth. So there's a kingdom blueprint essentially that I think exists for that. So the Lord had an ark for Noah and he had blueprints exactly how that should be built. 
um, the Lord had the tabernacle and the furniture and all this stuff for Moses, and he showed him exactly how it should be built. I think in our lives, and I think even in our businesses, if it's ki- it's from kingdom, there's going to be a way that it should come out. And there's it takes blueprints. There's going to be blueprints, and it takes being in relationship with the Father to hear that, to then work that out. And I I can't help. I can't make anybody function that way. It just it flows from your relationship. You have to ask them, what does trust. this look like? Unless they take a your lot, kingdom, a whole lot course. of trust. There you go, <laughs> Darren. Trust. What do you got, man? I would say you, you kind of mentioned something about. I think you talked about revealing it to other people. It's that's one thing that I didn't have, and maybe that's where this all comes back around to me f- through the church, because I spent so much time in the church around church people, and I it was not a safe place for me to dream. Yeah. Mm. And I think of, again, going biblical with you, but I think of Joseph going to his brothers and sharing that dream with them. Haters, dude. Not the right place. You know, <laughs> Haters. Not, read the room. R- wrong place, wrong read time. Read the room. Tough crowd. I, Tough I, crowd. And I, I shared with my pastor a dream I had, and he threw me in a pit and left me for dead. <laughs> but I mean, like... It's that's why it's so important, like a healthy community. I, I value true, that, man. And I, I really am hungry for that for myself. But it took, I will call me and my wife a community. And it wasn't a healthy place for us to, for me to dream with her because of the gratitude thing. My wife is watching me come home from work moaning, complaining, and she's like, that looks like Jesus. Yeah, let's do th- let's, let's, same, let's do what you want to do. <laughs> same thing with my wife. I was the same way. I could just see Jesus just leaking off you. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, you, you must be making the get, right step. Darren, get the mop. You're leaking yeah, Jesus yeah. everywhere right now. Yeah. <laughs> but it, and for whatever reason, and, and then I would complain that she can't even dream with me, you know? Grumble, and grumble, She's grumble, like, grumble. I don't want to hear you dream until your attitude changes, Ooh. you know? Dang. And Dang. it took, I mean, she didn't say that. I don't think she even knew how to really express why she wasn't in the mood to dream with me. Right. But it after all this, I mean, COVID hit, I rested, I stopped striving, and my wife started to see some gratitude nice. towards the things that I had to do. It's amazing what a little bit of rest will do. And right? she was willing to dream with me about yeah. other things. So yeah. one thing the Lord spoke to me in this portion of my journey, because I was doing a lot of stuff. And he spoke to me very clearly one day. I gave him like five minutes. Like I, I was getting ready to actually go live stream a funeral with Christopher one morning. Oh yeah. And I had a little couple minutes before I could leave. I sat down in my office. I closed my eyes. I sat in a chair, just focused on the Lord. And uh, I was like, man, where do you, you know, I've been so busy. I'm so tired. Like I need to just focus. Like, is there anything you have for me right now? And he said, there are times in your journey where you will go further by stopping than you will by striving to move move forward. Damn, that's good. Or striving to go further. Mm. So I was like, whoa. And so then my question was, what do I stop? And he said, get all your stuff done and don't take anything else on right now. And so I made a to-do list and I'm on the last thing yeah, of my man, to-do list right now. You a full whiteboard. Yeah, thing is I'm, I'm dwindled, on the last thing of my dwindled. to-do list right now. From all of the all of the stuff I took on, to try and help move me forward. He's like, go ahead and knock that stuff out, but just stop for a moment. And so interestingly, um, my wife left for uh, South Africa today or yesterday, and then we'll be leaving and going me and my daughter 
and my sister-in-law and my nephew will be going to South Africa leaving March 19th. On a mission Again. trip, right? Again, yeah. I don't get no invites for this stuff, bro. <laughs> nah, you need to come around more. Answer your phone. Answer your phone. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so all that to say, I'm less busy now than I was two weeks ago, but then now my wife's out of town and it's me and my daughter and... I'm going to actually have, once I get through this week, I'm going to have time to spend with her. But then when I go to South Africa, guess what I'm not bringing with me? Work. A whole bunch of projects that I need to focus on. Deadlines. Right? And so when I get get back, I see getting, man, I see April as a month of opportunity for me because guess what? I get to come back to ground zero. I get to come back to nothing going on, no projects. I'm going to be living right down the road too. That's right. So I get to come back to a clean slate. And so on my whiteboard, I, w- I wrote, what would I do with uh, with a clean slate? Hang well, you got an 18-hour flight to hang out with yeah. Casey. Freaking process, <laughs> right? So again, that for me, that just comes back to like a freedom thing. Like, yeah, what are yeah. we, how are we moving into a place of freedom yeah. and being freed up to do what the Lord wants there us to go. do, that kind of thing? Yeah. Um, last thing. Again, thanks for coming, Darren. Yeah. I appreciate you. Casey, thanks for sharing your song. Um, it was all right. It was good. It was good. Thank you. Um, I want to hear from people. Yeah, man. We haven't gotten any. It's been a while. Yeah. So we'll say this. We've freaking watched the downloads, and there's been a surge. There's been That's a crazy. big blow up. Jason told me about that. I mean, like, for people who are only producing a podcast two times a month, the amount of listens that we're getting, we know you guys are out there. It's been nice. We Hopefully hear- the magic of my podcast carries over into this episode as well. Sure. Drop us a line. Let us know you're there. This will be our least listened to Please. episode of the season. Probably. I think we're due. So but check. Just label it something else. <laughs> right. Salt. So, right. We're here with not Darren Eubanks. Not Darren Eubanks. <laughs> Darren Eubanks is not on this podcast. Um, Salty Dogs Podcast at gmail.com. Shoot us an email. And if you want to start a conversation about business or entrepreneurship or any of that stuff, I'd love to ha- have that conversation. And I'll also share that to... Um, Casey and uh, and Chris too. Yep. If you guys email us, just let us know what's going on in your world. Maybe sending that email is you taking that step to resurrect a dream the Lord's put in your heart. Maybe you don't feel like you have somebody you can talk to. Tell us about oh, it. Oh yeah, Shoot, for sure. Tell us. I would love if you would share yeah. that. That would be yeah. amazing. I love sure to encourage dream. people. I love to encourage yep, people. Absolutely. I love to dream with people. Um, and not only that, I'm the kind of person that like. I can, if you tell me I need to do this or I want to do this, I can see the steps yeah, to help really start that. bringing that to reality. Yeah, yeah, if you really say are. hi to Jason, he will build you a website. <laughs> <laughs> you can also follow us on Instagram at Salty Dogs Cast. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we just want to connect with you guys. We just, I feel like season three was our season of connection, man. We were getting emails all the time. And, and so it was really good. We yeah. we say that because we want to hear from y'all. So yeah. hit us yeah. up. Casey, and you want to play you. us out? Thank you. Do I want to play you out? No, yeah. I do want to say something though. Okay. If you're a naysayer, or you're a dream killer. Stop hating, man. For real. You know what I mean? <laughs> Why don't you get behind somebody rather than tear them down, hey, knock them down? Look at this, dude. Because I'm sick of that. Why don't you play something on your That's guitar good. real quick? Some heavy metal. Something. No. On well, the way out. No, dude. He's good. He do don't the want best to. Hill song song. Check out kingdombringer.com. Oh, oh, oh he dropped, I dropped it. Dang. it. Yeah, seriously, if you want to f- um, hear more from Darren Eubanks, which you probably kingdombringer.com. <laughs> which you, there's no one no. watching. We're good. Yeah. Oh, there's no one watching. We're dropped out. No, oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, he's got a podcast. He's got a whole podcast network. And so go check out his stuff. He's got some good blogs, lots of good uh, content there. Kingdombringer.com. Only if you're still a Christian, though, because this stuff yeah. is super Christian. It is. Mm-hmm. Like, super really Christian. It touches your spiritual feelers. 
That's like all. He... And be on the lookout for that icicle album dropping. Hey, 2021. Dude, yeah. But we'll keep you updated. You're gonna want. A, you're gonna want a bit of that. I'm telling you, man. It's gonna be nasty. Stank nasty. It's gonna be nasty. I mean, cold. It's gonna be the liver of un- liver and onions of the music world. I mean, of the worship industry. <laughs> That's funny. It's gonna be the anti. Stank. Yeah, dude. All right. All right. Salty That's all dogs. I got. Out. Out. Out.